start the recording and then we can just so we have everything rolling. All right. Um, but I have an intro song. So for each interview, it's an interview song. Okay. And it'll be something else while we're here, but we can sit and just listen to it. Okay. <laughs> and like, it'll be funny even if we cut it and we're just listening to it. But okay. It'll have like highlights from the interview, whatever. Let's okay. I don't know what the song is. No, I made this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You're like a fully fledged producer now. I'm trying my best. You have a tagline, like the nuke. <laughs> well, I'll start Dro- it right now. Dropping the nuke. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the James Lebuke Show. I am your host, James Lebuke, and today, when I say we have a special guest, we have a special guest. Special guest, special guest, special guest. Put your hands up in the air, crowd, and everyone watching. Because we have... Ooh, feel that. <laughs> you feel that beat? Our guest needs no introduction, yet I'll introduce him. Our guest today is Tommy Cope. Say, uh, how are you doing today, Tommy? Good, man. How are you? Great. Hold up. I'm sorry. I just got to listen. You really feel this, don't you? bad not bad huh it's pretty good pretty good i made this one specially for you i know you're a church going man <laughs> yeah yeah you need a no i'm just saying you need a tagline like dropping the nuke that's what the nuke bomb or something no i don't know about what, that what <laughs> um so today we're here to talk with tommy cope michigan alum isl member of the dc trident someone who i can call can i call you a buddy sure <laughs> buddy um so first off um explain yourself to the, to the people at home who is tommy cope uh i'm just a young hustler out on these streets trying to make a buck i mean that's what i am yes uh along with that tommy is an exceptional swimmer athlete student academiac um who i look up to personally and uh wanted to get to know a little bit better uh, in this setup that we have, we've got a multicam setup. You can see Tommy, me, the camera. This is what it's going to look like. Sorry, this is the last introduction of the show. But swimming, you are a swimmer. Uh, you're from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Is that where you began your swim career? Uh, yeah, technically. I began my swimming career, my competitive swimming career, Fair Valley Swim Club. Shout uh, out. Brantford Pike uh, or Brantford Drive. Uh, Vandalia, Ohio. Vandalia, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Started off Summer League. Then went to Dayton Raiders, which is a club in Ohio. Um, then I came to Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Before before yeah. we get there, did, did you... Was there someone in your family who also swam? I know both your parents went to Miami and then... Yeah. Miami but, uh, did mergers, they go to do... Yeah, yeah mergers. Uh, which means, fun fact, I learned this. Um, Miami mergers is when you meet... At Miami University and and get married is that right? Yeah, there you go. Fun fact. There you go for the crowd. But so, how did you get introduced to swimming? Um, was it was it your parents or <laughs> your parents athletes? Um, uh, my dad was an athlete. He played uh, rugby and he wrestled in college. Uh, it's a very physical sport. Yeah, and then I wanted to do football when I was like in first grade, and my dad was like, "No football for you." I kind of regret that. <laughs> <laughs> you have the body for a football player. You could I, maybe maybe if I was or someone swimming the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't want you to do any physical <laughs> sports. Uh, I mean, I did wrestling. I did soccer, and those were like about as physical as it got. Um, and I played soccer until I was junior in high school. But um, yeah, my mom was also, or like my mom swam. She was like the one who did swim, but she only did like summer league, like nothing serious. So. Um, when I first started, it was only, um, uh, we had just moved and they were like, we were like, uh, like a quarter mile from a, a pool and they were like, do you want to swim? And I said, sure. And right. that's how it started. Not much past that. Well, <laughs> a lot of parents put it, put them in to like get basic lessons of, of swimming. But at what yeah. point did you, you know, start enjoying competing? You were traveling for meets and taking swimming more seriously. Yeah, probably when I was like uh, nine or ten was when I I first remember like traveling a good distance for me. It's like I I would go to like Columbus or something for like uh, club meet, but 
I remember when I was 10, I went to Megazones, which was, uh, I know you're from. Yeah, I know. I'm not, even my audience, we won't quite understand. What is Megazones? You're from Canada, so That's you right. don't have that kind of stuff. You only have like territories and shit. Yeah, pr- provincials, <laughs> regionals, those kind of meets. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I mean, you're swimming and, against what, like Inuits? And <laughs> Racism will not can, be tolerated. Can you say that? No, I'm kidding. Yo, that, that's not I don't racist. Know. I think that's the correct Is Eskimo term. Eskimo racist? Yeah, I think that one. Because recently, the Edmonton Eskimo, which was a CFL team, got changed to the Ed- Edmonton Elk mm. because it wasn't quite. Elk, but yes, Inuit is, is, is the right term. You had it right okay. the first time. Didn't want to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, first. Uh, first interview, get canceled. That's um, right. Okay, what was the question? Oh, yeah. The question when you started, yeah, taking it seriously, what so, was the moment? So, Mega Zones was like, uh, well, they normally have zone competitions. I think it's like every year or every other year. Mm-hmm. And that's like four states. And so, my zone was, um, I guess it was Ohio, Michigan, uh, Indiana, and Wisconsin, I think. And then Minnesota might have been in it. Um, not really sure. I can't remember. But, Mega Zones was like it was 2008, and so it was Olympic year, and so they wanted to do it up, and so um, they had, uh, I think it was like 25 different LSCs, and so at LSC is like a swimming area, and so it was a lot of people there, and I remember yeah. it being at IUPUI, and I, uh, oh, I love that pool, yeah, it was fun, and I I won the 50 breaststroke, and I was like, okay, I actually might be like good at this swimming thing, and so I stuck with it ever since then, and like. Um, I, but I still played other sports and I didn't really like focus solely on swimming until I was like a junior in high school. Yeah. Do you think that helped a lot? A lot of people attribute, you know, success in sports to that. They didn't focus on one until a later age, but now you see that people are, you know, getting weight coaches for swimming and fully committed to swimming at, you know, 10 years old, you're Carson yeah. Foster. You got a <laughs> specific trainer. Did you learn any lessons? Do you think it was important to play multiple sports? Um, I think personally I benefited from it. I had more fun or not necessarily more fun, but I had more fun than I would have if I had only done swimming. Um, I think that it helps you ma- become like more athletic in general, um, which is nice. But uh, unlike the other side of it, like Carson has obviously been able to handle it. Like he's progressed well and like he's getting better every year. But there are a lot of people that start early and kind of like burn out. And so yeah. uh, I think that's like the big thing to watch out for. And also like um, I just like doing other sports. I mean, some people only like swimming. Um, and so swimming is kind of a weird sport as it is. Um, I mean, if you find like a, a baseball player, or a basketball player, he'll be probably playing another sport like football or something. But swimming is kind of sometimes it is it, like it is really hard to play other sports and swim. So um, I'm not surprised that you're seeing it more. Um, but it is kind of sad because, uh, I, I know how hard swimming is on you mentally and physically or mentally and physically. And so like, um, it's kind of disappointing that it's going in that direction and getting so serious so soon. But yeah, I find yeah. that in a lot of sports, especially, you know, hockey as well as the academy type, you're, you're finding mm. less people from small towns, but, um, I do think it's important to not, you know, the not burning out point, you know, I joined also late and I think that's important but it's, it's hard to find another sport that does five hours of training almost a day yeah. and to fill that time with doing other sports is you know almost impossible this is our rest recovery day and even today like i just didn't want to do anything i was just so beat but now you okay so you have that love that affinity for swimming you you are a top 20 recruit in your class yeah what made <laughs> you choose michigan um and this doesn't have to be a promotion for michigan they're not gonna see (laughs) well michigan's pretty uh like well regarded in the academic sphere so that you had a great class put it on my radar well yeah so the way that i went about looking for schools was first of all i looked for good swim programs and like so that filtered out um a good amount and then um i knew that i wanted to do engineering and um i did uh like i enjoyed school in high school and so like i i knew that i wanted to like that to be um, good as, or like to be pushed at a high Balance level. Balance athletics with yeah. academics, yeah. Yeah, and so um, that was like my second filter. And then beyond that, um, I really wanted to see who I would connect with the most. And so like um, on my Michigan trips, I had a lot of fun with the the guys here. And then like on the next trip, I was, uh, I was at Virginia with Charlie and he had just taken a trip to Michigan. So I became good friends with Charlie. And then like, I knew Alex Martin from competing against him in club and like 
uh, all these different people, and they were all committing to Michigan. And I was really James good friends Jones, with them. Jeremy yeah. Babinet, and yeah. other people in the yeah. top ten. I, well, top I didn't. 20? I didn't know them as well. Um, I had only spoken to James a few times. I met Jeremy only once before coming to school, but uh, yeah, like knowing, like getting to know those guys, um, and knowing go, knowing going in that I was going to have a really good class. Like um, the other schools, I was looking at like uh, it was kind of like a. Um, off year for them so they weren't recruiting as many people but like michigan was just trying to pull in everybody and it, right. it seemed like a bunch of fun and so yeah i i think that might have been like the biggest thing for me was such like all the uh, like the different guys in the class and like uh knowing that i have like like really good people to like race with and just go through college with right and did you get any pushback from your mom also went to graduate school ohio state <laughs> sister went to ohio state yeah. well any pushback what leaving Ohio to come to Michigan any pushback from anyone oh definitely like <laughs> I grew up 45 minutes away from Ohio State and so like um the Ohio State yeah like half of my friends from high school went to Ohio State the other half went to UC and they're kind of Michigan fans because people treat Ohio State like the only college in Ohio right um and so those those people supported me but <laughs> most of the Ohio State people uh they understood but some of the some of the crazier ones like um I remember when I was uh, in a senior in high school and they were recognizing me for something and uh, on the football field. And uh, during a halftime, I walked out there and they like said whatever. And then they were like, he's going to the University of Michigan. And people were booing me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was I think it was out of fun. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think they're like it's like college rivalries are f fun. Like um, that's like really unique to the U S well, it's bonding for, for your schoolmates and yourself. Yeah. Right. It's like, we're better than you, but like for what reason? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of difference, but it's yeah. well, actually no. Yeah. I won't go into <laughs> it. No, there is a difference, but yeah, I think it's fun for you with your teammates to collectively hate someone. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's like, uh, and it's always like, it builds an excitement into like the week that we're swimming against them or when we're playing football against them. Yeah. So it elevates the level. Yeah. Do you have like rivalries in Canada? Do you have like enough colleges for that to happen? We have a thing called U sports, which is very, it's pretty much still club swimming. You're swimming against the same people you swam at club mm -hmm. and you only meet once a year. It's so spread out Canada that you don't meet very often. And yeah, the amount of universities that can handle a team is so few yeah. that there's supposed rivalries. I don't see it. There's NHL teams that are rivalries, but in Canada, you know, everyone's so nice. I mean, yeah. Not a lot, everyone's a whole so lot nice. Of, yeah. Not a whole lot of rivalries. And well, that's why I came to, you know, America come to the, the fun we're, schools. We're mean here. Yeah, no. We're dicks. Um, but when you came to university, you know, not why uni? I came to university, yeah. uni, um, you know, you were a top 20 recruit. Did you put any pressure on any performance or with your class? You Because I know you talked with Coleman Stewart. I did some research. <laughs> yeah, I saw your interview with wow. Coleman Stewart. And uh, you said that your first year didn't quite go as you wanted academically, athletically. Was it due to, what, what do you attribute that to? Uh, I think like everybody just struggles their first year in college or like most people because um, it's such a change um, and some people struggle in like the classroom but not the pool some do it in both some one or the other it doesn't matter but like in one aspect you're going to be challenged um, in some new way and you have to learn how to adjust to that so I think it's just natural um, I know like uh, a lot of my classmates uh, were like also in the same boat as me and um but we all kind of helped each other like pick each other up and like it's easy to work together like that it's like uh having a team to back you up and um uh yeah we just all got better together and learned how to do this whole college thing right and did you have a and i know it was a while ago but what was your mindset going into university that first year did did you feel the pressure of being you know a highly voice crack highly <laughs> regarded recruit and do you think that played any role? Because I know, yes, you had a great supporting team, but do you ever feel like there was you you learned how to handle pressure better in the later years, or or had a different approach to swimming in the previous years, or um, it was just an yeah. off year? Yeah. So, um, uh, I knew that it was like I I knew that I had something there because I was training pretty well, but I I did feel some pressure coming in my freshman year. Um, but at the same time, I was just a freshman and there were like people that were much older than me, who supposed to be much faster than me. So I just kind of uh, relished in the fact that I was like competing against them and trying to do that, um, not necessarily putting pressure on myself. Um, 
I think I maybe even came in with too lackadaisical of an attitude. Maybe that's why I didn't do too hot my first semester. But uh, after that, I kind of buckled down and decided, you know, like, you had to come to it. Like, you came to, I came to a fork in the road. And I had to decide whether I wanted, like, to keep, like, um, just doing what I was doing and, like, being okay, but, like, nothing special. and Or, like, or like trying to actually, like, focus up and, like, achieve the things that I wanted to. And so, like, I, I tried to do the second path and i think i um it took a lot of work but like i think i i was pretty happy with how things turned out right and did you know you were going to go on to be you know such a high level swimmer was it always in the mindset that you know i can be this i i'm gonna be this or were there doubts what was your approach to what swimming was for because you know when people sometimes especially you know high level recruits come in and they struggle their first year you do see a lot of people fall off the map what was your way? How were you able to buckle down? And did you always know you were capable of being who you are now? Um, I would say no. Um, I didn't necessarily have doubts in myself, but I didn't have like the big enough vision. Like, um, and my club team, uh, the people that I considered were really good. Um, they struggled to make, they didn't even make NCs. Like one of my friends did make NCs, um, on a relay, but like, none of them ever had like that like exposure. And so I got to college and like, I thought like, okay, I want to do well at big tens. And if I make NCs, I make NCs and like whatever. And then after my freshman year, like half of my class made NCs. I was like, okay, maybe I need to make NCs. And so next year I made NCs. And so then I was like, okay, like what else can I do? And so it was like kind of just like uh, progressing uh, up, like what I envisioned of like the chain of um, events. And so like, um, I did have high goals for myself, but I think that they were, I made them manageable enough that I could attain, attain them. I didn't come in saying, okay, I want to be an Olympian and try to get that. Still right. haven't done that. Well, no, no, no. But like, hi, I, like your goals were, did you, did you do them, you know, yearly, monthly, short term goals or like, instead of, you know, a lot of people, including myself, sometimes focus too much on the long term. you know, that whole, you know, the big O, right. Olympics. Or, you know, the end That's result. That's not the big O. What's the big O? Orgasm. <laughs> You're nice. probably focusing on that as well. Right. Also, that's the long-term <laughs> goal as well. Still working on it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people are focusing on those long terms and they forget about the day-to-day. -day. Were yours year-to-year? -year? Like, I set these goals. This is my year. Or were you always like, or did you always have a handle on the future? Um, I'd say mine were pretty much year-to-year. -year. It's hard for me to know how far in the future like it's hard for me to like my girlfriend always gets mad at me for this <laughs> i can't plan more than like two weeks at a time like uh it's just not how my mind works but like i've heard i've listened to other people like um ian finnerty uh yep he said that he planned to go 49 in the 100 breast when he was in high school I was like, I don't even, I would, that never even crossed my mind that I would ever go. You're focusing like on the big O. Under 53. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was focusing on the big O, but yeah, like I, I plan pretty short term and, um, that, that's just what works for me. Um, but yeah, I didn't like necessarily feel that much pressure or anything like that. It was more just like, I was just trying to get better and that's just what I wanted to do. Right now. I want to read some of your, because I know you're a humble guy. You wouldn't bring this up yourself, <laughs> but some of the accolades you amassed at your time at Michigan, and then I'll ask you to reflect on them. You were a Big Ten Medal of Honor winner, Big yeah. Ten champion, three-time Big Ten Distinguished Scholar, recipient of the Bates Deskins Award, given to the top junior student athlete of the University of Michigan, and you have your name on the board. I see it every day as you're a team record holder. Yeah. How, how does that feel? Hearing that um, after your lackluster freshman year, <laughs> looking back at what you did. Oh, I'm pretty surprised that I did all of it. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to do it again. Like it just, everything worked out the way that it did. Like I'm still like surprised that I won the big 10 medal of honor. Like that is a pretty cool thing to do. And, um, I can't, like, it's, it's crazy to me that I got chosen for that. Um, as far as the swimming goes, like I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. I'm pretty proud of that because, um, um, I feel like as swimmers, we always like put in a lot of work in the pool and it's not always, um, it doesn't always turn up at the end of the season. So I'm glad that it did for those swims. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that, um, 
what I'm happy about is that I like just contributed to like Michigan's like past of like excellence. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Like uh, the most one event at uh, big tens is the 200 breast or the most one event by Michigan is the 200 breast uh, at big tens. And so um, I was able to contribute to that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then uh, like the past, I, I forget the stat. It was like six or seven years. Like half of the winners of the Big Ten Mountain of Honor had been swimmers. Um, like I didn't know. Uh, if I name them, I'll forget someone. But like <laughs> uh, people like PJ Ransford uh, yeah. won it. He was the last swimmer to win it. And so like um, I felt like I was contributing to like our team's uh, culture of like success uh, when I was able to do that. So um, and same with the Bates Deskins. And so. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like I'm doing my part. Uh, I'm pretty happy about that. That's the thing that I'm like happiest about. Definitely. And, and, you know, you talked about that two breast. I rewatched that race before this interview and you did a semi backflip after winning as <laughs> yeah. a celebration. What, what's the moment when you've worked so hard and you've got that big 10 and I know there's the rivalries there and to just win that and then go on to win big tens. Like what was a greater feeling or, or describe the feelings you felt? Um, yeah, I mean, that backflip was, uh, I kind of regret that celebration <laughs> because I had already done a backflip at, at a meet previously. Like, um, we had a dual meet against Indiana and I won a 2IM against my current teammate, Muhammad Sami. Um, and so I celebrated like that. And then like when I finished the 200 breast, I wasn't able to think of anything. <laughs> so I just did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's your yeah. trademark yeah i guess so um but yeah it was um it's just like a moment of like relief for me to like uh or like relief and like happiness because like uh like i'm like okay it actually worked out this time like right um because like you always see people like you see the wins that people have but you don't see all of the losses and so like right. uh it's like ha it's like a it's a moment of like exhilaration when like it actually works out the you way you want to it wins. to. Yeah. Right. And then when you win big tens, cause you, your class having so many fast swimmers during their time, wait, didn't win a big 10 until your senior year. What was that feeling? How did it feel when you finally got that big 10 victory? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was just like about fucking time. <laughs> that was honestly like what we all felt. Um, of course we were all happy and like humbled to like have put our name on the list, but right. yeah, it was crazy that, um, it just never worked out, uh, because like, uh, Indiana was always really good, um, during my time at Michigan. And, um, and we always were like striving with them, but, uh, they were just always that little bit better. Right. Um, uh, but we were finally able to do it. Um, and so that was just like a, a really good like way to end. And like, it was also our last meet together as a class. And so uh, like, I think it might've even been like the best way to end it without like NCs where we all go our separate ways. Like our whole class was there uh, at the meet. Uh, I think Tim was watching, but like everybody else was yeah. swimming. And so, geez, man. voice crack goodness. Uh, but yeah, so it was awesome for like us all to be there together. Um, and like win together and that senior season when you guys were can you describe your tape were you guys fully i know i heard talks you guys weren't fully tapered at at big tens yeah. and you know i of course am super curious of you know how you guys would have done at ncaa's is there any thoughts does that take up your mind of like oh wow we really could have done something special at ncaa's or yeah are you past that you're happy with how it ended um but you know and i think you know, if I'm going to speak candidly, I think it hurt Michigan for a while, you know, especially with the recruiting currently mm -hmm. to have, you know, we had to, uh, you know, a lackluster year uh, this year because of, you know, shutdowns, COVID and all yeah. that. So a couple of years of not. I think you guys did well this year, but yeah, I think that it definitely um, impacted things. Like I think you guys I were a top three candidate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we would have definitely done well. Um, everybody was swimming so well in particular, like Jeremy and Felix were having phenomenal years, um, like going best, big best times the whole year. And so I think that they would have just popped off and like, you can see like Felix right now, he's like, um, one of the fastest he, in the he's world. Like he's one like one of, yeah, five. I think he's ranked top five in the world and the two, maybe the, just four the four. Free, yeah. Um, but still Close really fast with the two and the eight. Um, but yeah, I think we would have done really well. Um, 
yeah, I think we would, we could have easily, um, competed with Cal and Texas. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it's just like, uh, what can you do about it? And like, like I said, like I was happy with how it ended, but yeah, it did like outside of us, it impacted Michigan negatively just cause like we would have been able to like put our name back up there. Like I remember that was one of the big things that, um, drew a lot of people in was when I was getting recruited, um, they had just gotten third at NCs, I want to say. And so like that is like a huge asset. Like, um, and they also had like a huge pro group uh, that were training with them. So, um, cause the Olympics, it was right around 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, when I was like, so now like the status of today, like we haven't like had a really like strong NCAAs uh, in the past few years and like our pro groups kind of smaller. And so, yeah, it's, it's harder to recruit off of that stuff, but uh, there's there's other ways that you can recruit, and I think we're doing a, a pretty good job with it. Right, and when it shut down, and you knew that you were building up to an amazing season, did that hurt, you know, your your mindset towards swimming? Were you, you know, before you knew you were going to be an ISL member, were you like, that's it, that's how my swim career ends, or were you always planning to continue? Um, um yeah, no, I I had no clue what I was going to do because like, um when we shut down, I went out to, uh, Oklahoma to train with Patrick and his family oh, yeah. <laughs> for, or not his family Patrick wasn't Cowan, training. One of our teammates. Uh, yeah. Olympian. Olympian. Yeah. Um, but I went out there with miles and Mokhtar and a few girls, um, Jamie and Siobhan. Um, but, uh, so then that was before trials got canceled and then trials got canceled. And so I was just like, okay, I have no clue what I'm going to do. So I, then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, um, then I went out to my internship, uh, cause I had an internship that summer in Missouri with Procter and Gamble. And then there was a pool that was open because it was in Missouri. Um, not very much stuff was shut down there cause, uh, the pandemic wasn't that bad out there. And, um, I started swimming again and cause I was like, by yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. Just because I was like, mention. I didn't know what to do with my time. <laughs> uh, and so then I just got back into it and then uh, came back to Michigan and planned on going to trials. And then that was that. And then like out of nowhere, the ISL thing popped up. And so I did that. So like it's all been like very like whatever, like <laughs> it's just going with it. And I'm having right, fun not with planning enjoying ahead it. As, yeah. as it's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing I wanted to get too, before we go into, you know, more ISL questions was, um, with those awards with, um, rounding back to your, all your amazing accomplishments. Um, do you feel like, you know, both academically and athletically you contribute to that Michigan excellence? Is there a level of stress that is on you at times to keep living up to that level, you know, in, in your life? Yeah. Every time that, um, I like, well, I have the block M tattooed on me. And so like, I feel like I represent Michigan every time I do anything. And so like, or like people, uh, commonly associate with me with Michigan. So I don't want to let Michigan down by doing something stupid or like just not doing something to like the best of my ability. And so I always, uh, try to like, um, stand for those like values that were instilled in me here. Um, but I don't think it's very hard because it's like pretty pounded into you when you're here. Um, but yeah, I feel like once you once you're a Michigan student or once you're a Michigan man, you're always a Michigan man. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Unless you do don't something. Don't I know bad, that? Unless you get canceled. Uh, oh, true. Like uh, Cleet Keller, his cap is on on our wall. He wasn't yeah. quite a Michigan man, no, but he no, trained he, with he's us. He's no Michigan man. And that is uh, no, he is not. We can the, the James Lebuke show condemns his actions. <laughs> Here, you can pull that up a little bit. The what, mic, the mic, the mic, just a little bit. Don't worry about it. This part out. Um, but then, with that stress, how do you deal with it? Like behind the blocks, I know you know at a at a trials at a pro series. How do you deal with um, the stress that comes along with your like? You know, I'm Tommy Cope. I do amazing things. Um, know? I guess I don't think about that. <laughs> uh, I just um, I th- I just try to have a confidence that like I I know what I'm doing. And I uh, just go for it. Uh, right. That's pretty much all that goes through my head. Yeah, that's keeping it simple. It's yeah. not like, yeah, I know a lot of athletes have trouble, you know, overthinking. Or if, if someone does super well at at a international meet, you know, uh, I think a Penny Alexiak for a while, she had a struggle with, you know, 
the expectation of being a gold medal athlete every time you know she stepped on the blocks and struggled for a long time before she came out of it you'd yeah you know. that's real i, yeah. I feel like especially like because i would my for some reason my specialty or not my specialty but i always did well during dual meets right um like all through all through college and so like some meets i would be like stressed like stressed beyond like i way more than i should be just because i didn't want to like mess up and like not do well at a dual meet, yeah. uh yeah yeah even though like the dual meets are inconsequential they literally mean nothing but like i was still like getting worried about that. not to jack fransman right? yeah <laughs> brendan burns he also got yeah. pipes pumped up piped up uh i know at the yeah. first dual meet i went to uh we were in indiana and it was just a weird meet you know first one back and yeah. they were just like celebrating splashing at the end of this relay where i kind of um, there was no cameras there, but I flipped off the. Hey, hey, hey! Indiana, I know, which is not a Sonto. Michigan value. It's not a value, but you're taking over Santos. I'm learning Canadian, because, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a, it was a tradition. I was being him. No, but um, that's not a value. You know, I'll continue to show, but you forget that you're representing. You know, your school. Shoot, I shouldn't have brought that up, but no, you know, okay. that, that's something that happened. That's a I'm real thing that out. happened. I won't cut that. I'll let that stand. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta um, be yourself, be genuine. Yeah, no, those rivalries well, rubbed off on me when I came down. <laughs> well, yeah, you didn't. I don't know if you got to see. You didn't see any of our dual meets with Indiana. They got pretty. Uh, like that was the meet that I did a backflip in. Like that's how. Yeah. Like, like, well, this the, I was I was the last swimmer on the relay, and they're splashing, and it's hitting oh. me in the face. <laughs> I've never, you know, in Canada, you win a race, and you could win like the greatest race ever it's like oh good job you know congrats yeah, good swim that's you know that's a, that's America. the and that's his hype and they're on the lane splashing in my face yeah. and i didn't do it i did so one guy and i just was like okay i can't do that i pull quick <laughs> too nice, away too but nice. yeah you i know sorry I, I just got mad and i was like oh, so, sorry 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 <laughs> um okay let's break into the uh isl questions okay. so you were recently renamed to the team yeah of the dc triton do you try to note yeah try not uh, here at the James Lebuke Show, we are DC Triton heads. Yeah. Big fans yeah. of uh, Tommy Cope. So you, do you want to describe your process of being named to that first team? Yeah. Because it was kind of special. There. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So um, if you remember, it was like... Oh, I do. Like August. And um, Australia was going back and forth with what they were doing with their Olympians. Um, or like their national team members and like they eventually like banned them from traveling and said, if you travel, then we're cutting off support or something like that. Oh, wow. So then all these Australian Australians were like, rightfully so like pulling out of the league, <laughs> uh, or maybe not rightfully. So it's well, no, I fucked up but kind like, of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like crazy, but, um, yeah, so they're pulling out of the league. And so, um, one of the coaches was like reaching out to people that she knew, um, my current coach, Cindy, and she reached out to Josh and asked, and Josh um, provided my name, and so she... Look at that. Yeah, like, look at that. What a guy. It was pretty pretty lucky, because I had been emailing, or like, I had been texting a little bit, but at that stage in ISL, it was kind of like what you, who you knew, and I didn't know that many people. Like, it, it was impossible for me to get onto a team, especially because I don't have, like, that international reputation. Right. I was wondering how they named people, but Josh, what a guy for, yeah, you know, he, pulling up yeah. your name. You didn't you didn't mess up a threshold set, I know. you know, that week, so. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, yeah, he, so that happened, and so she was like, okay, maybe you can be on this team. And then um, she was like, but we have to just make sure with the Australians, but we're pretty sure they're going to pull out. And then um i get a text a few days later so i'm like all excited about this and then i get a text a few days later hey tommy sorry but the australians are actually going to do the league so um we'll pass your name on to other uh, like gms but uh we won't be able to take you this year and so i was like super bummed then i was like fuck i like actually wanted to do this now <laughs> yeah. i'm like um and like i was getting really pumped up about it like it would have been better if she didn't even contact you she got your hopes up ghosted me it, well or, no in no, the first initially. place yeah uh yeah but then like if like then uh i was like you know the semester had started by that point i was just watching class and uh i got a call uh, like my phone started ringing it was cindy and i was like what the heck and so like i answered she's like tommy can you do it <laughs> like the australians just pulled out in the roster deadlines in five hours and i was like um and like mind you i'm taking a full graduate course load like with and and, t <laughs> and TA, teaching right yeah. yeah and so like i was gonna be really busy as it was like um 
that's like taking like um like a full course load and a job and then another course load yeah. or then another course and so like um but then i was just like yes <laughs> <laughs> i'll figure everything out later and so yeah i just um i just went with it and like uh it worked out be i'm um, like super fortunate that it did because like uh it was well, a really cool opportunity well, you come in there as, you know, the last minute addition and end up yeah. being one of the top scorers for uh, the Triton. Do you, would you accept the title as the biggest steal in ISL history? <laughs> would uh, you accept that I don't title? know if I would be the biggest steal because I wasn't stolen from every, anyone. Right, I, I right. Was the biggest, but underneath everyone's noses. I was the biggest were, random pickup maybe. Or, there you go. Eh, there was some random... Emery Sachi, I think we... I don't know. I don't know if I knew who he was before. Maybe he was... I didn't. He was apparently a 50 freestyler before doing isl i need to study up on my sprinters more <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's a breaststroke phenom but yeah, yeah like i i think that um i really surprised some people like i remember um so giving a little backstory this is kind of this is gonna go way off topic but like, that's fine um i so i grew up in ohio um you know how i'm near cincinnati right um there was this, I, I think it was like Greater Miami Valley Y, and uh, Zach Apple swam there. Oh, and at really? the time, uh, he had just like, I, someone said he had just stopped playing football. He was like, he was okay, but like I, I schooled him in 100 freeze. Like, <laughs> or like he was going like 45, so pretty yeah. good, but like, uh, yeah, whatever. And then yeah, you're beating him, no big deal. Yeah. And then, uh, then, but like, but like we were friendly, we knew each other. And um, then like, one year later I was taking a trip to Auburn and he had just transferred there to from like, or he hadn't transferred, but he had like recommitted there. Uh, he was originally committed to Western Kentucky and then oh, wow. he, he bounced around. Well, they got their program cut cause they were, uh, or like suspended cause they were like hazing or something. Um, mm. and that was before he was a freshman. And so like, he just decided to go to Auburn instead yeah. of, uh, Western Kentucky, but, um, he was at Auburn and then like, so we met there and like talked a little bit and then he, ended up going to Indiana and we had some overlap while he was there. And so like, I've known him for a really long time. Um, but anyway, he was on, he's on DC Trident. And, um, I remember, um, after one match where I got second in the 200 breast, um, uh, he was like, we, <laughs> he, like we had a team meet after he was like, we didn't expect anything out of this guy this year. Like who knew who this guy was? Like, well, what? whatever. And then like you do this, like you're doing so well. So I guess like, is that like a joke or like, no, I mean, I guess like looking back at it, um, like there was no, like the highest that I'd ever gotten at NCs was seventh and like whatever. And like, that was against, Oh, like, but he saw you people. win. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. But like after that, I was like, huh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I hold myself a little higher than I, other people <laughs> actually do. Uh, but like, dude, he knows who you but, are. And, and no, no, he, he definitely he knows who yeah. I am. But and like, he did listen to that guy. <laughs> but what happened to DC <laughs> Triton being so close? Huh? No, no, it, no. He's <laughs> no, like, he, no, he's like one of my better friends on the team. Yeah. Um, but he just like he showed me that like, oh, I actually like I did surprise a lot of people, and so I was happy that I could um like be like clutch in that situation. Um, yeah. Right. And then and then when you get there. Well, first, do you, do you think the fact that you were an underdog helped? Because you are now racing against, you know, in the matter of minutes, you're, you're a student, TA, teacher, <laughs> yeah. right? And then now you're swimming against um, Adam Peaty yeah. you know, in, the, in the 200 breast mm -hmm. and the 100 breast. And uh, what, what's your mindset? Do you think being an underdog helped you? You know, you're going in yeah. there. Well, and you have a story about your suit. I'll say, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the story. So, like, my, uh, like, you touched on, like, being students teacher and now swimming and like my funny thing about that is like i would be doing like homework like really hard like until 30 minutes before the match and then or like before minutes 30 minutes we would leave and i would just and i had to close my laptop and just sit there and just watch <laughs> some youtube videos so i could get my head out of school uh for a second but then yeah so like being an underdog has always helped me like i think that i do best when i'm just like going out there and chasing people and that's what i'm looking forward to doing here because like Again, still, I don't think very many people like expect that much out of me. Um, 
Oh, well, we do. <laughs> well, the people that train with me, maybe, but uh, around the world, I, I mean, like, I went at 211. Like, I'll be racing against people that go, like, 206 in the two rest. And so, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think very many people expect that much out of me. So I just go out there and have fun. And I think that really is, like, what helps me race the fastest is, like, when I'm just trying to have fun and trying to race and not, like, worrying, oh, I'm going to get beat and, like, I don't have any expectations. Or who this person yeah, is yeah, beside yeah. you. You're just racing. Yeah. And like, that's also another nice thing about ISL is like, I have no clue who these guys were <laughs> like, um, just because I've never done international meets. Like I was like, I remember I was in the ready room with Ross Murdoch and he was like asking me like, if I had ever done short course meters before I was like, no, like just having fun with it. Really? That was your first short course. Meet? Well, summer well league, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, that's not real. Um, yeah. And so like, then I like later I looked him up and he's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how fast this guy was. Like, like it's like, if I had known, like then that would have right, stressed I had me a different out. Response, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it was just fun. Well, it's funny. You make me feel like such a horrible student when you're working on homework like that. <laughs> and then I go away for like a dual meet. I'm like, no homework this well, whole week. I, no, none well, of this. Well, like, yeah, if you're at a dual meet, you're if you're at a dual meet, that's fine. But like, I was like, over there for school. like yeah. six, seven weeks. And so like, I couldn't, right in the I bubble. couldn't just say, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, true. Sometimes I would do that, but not very often. Um, so as, as well, you know, Zach Apple, oh goodness, that story fires me up. Oh no, it, but, no, it's uh, a no good story. you guys are, it's and it's funny. It's it makes story. me laugh. Like it makes me laugh, but never disrespect Tommy Cope like that again, ever. Okay. Not a friend of the, of the James Abuke show. No, he is a friend. No, he is a friend of the James Abuke show. Uh, no, I meant not to a friend oh, of the James oh, okay, Abuke okay, show, okay. but yes, no, Zach Apple's welcome anytime he wants. He's, he he's can, welcome. he can run the show if he yeah, wants. Yeah. He's nice. Yeah. He can teach me how it's done. Um, so the DC Triton, I know Coleman Stewart said it, um, or not Coleman Stewart. Is that right? Coleman Hodges. Coleman Hodges. Goodness. Coleman Stewart's a swimmer. Coleman Stewart's a swimmer. I like that guy. He's got a great mustache. He can show mm -hmm. me how it's done. But Coleman Hodges talked with you, and he claims that, you know, DC Triton is the closest team. Would you say that's an accurate description? It was last season. I hope we are this season. Last season, I think that we just had this, like, uh, bond i think that part of it came from us like all kind of being familiar with each other like either we knew each other or really like mutual friends yeah um and then yeah and then just like our everybody like from the coaches and and gm and staff all the way down to our captains and to uh the swimmers everybody was like together the whole time and like we always supported each other so i really really liked that environment and um yeah and like when um like at ISL after the matches, like people would go and hang out uh, downstairs and like there would be like these little clicks everywhere. Um, but always DC Trident was like always together. Like um, like other teams or like at meets, other teams would be like spread out and not really talking to each other. But DC Trident was either in the bench cheering for each other or back getting ready all together. Like it was all just like together. It was no like individual like egos or anything like Except that. Except to the team mindset. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting because it is, you know, such fast swimmers that are used to, you know, being the big name on their team individual. They're meant, you know, or, or race most often, you know, yeah. representing themselves as the individual. And it's hard. I wondered how it worked blending as a team. But you think DC yeah. Triton? No, we definitely did. Like we like no, there were no egos on the team. Um, I, I would say on other teams there were, though, so. Um, it was, it was interesting in, in that aspect. And so like, yeah, it was really nice being with, uh, Trident and like, um, I'm like super happy to be returning there. Right. And then was there any, cause you know, you guys were so close. Was there any just fun rivalry between you and Cody Miller? And I prep Cody, Cody wasn't on the team last year. Stupid ass. He's Cut this off. question. <laughs> Cut this question out. Um, fuck. Okay. This question's cut. Fuck. Okay. Okay. It was going so well. That's okay. Moment. That's okay. But he, how I about mean, this question? No, Let me well, phrase here, this here, question. How about this? All right. The Infinity was on the team. There you go. He's from Indiana. Let me, let me restart this. Okay. Let me, let's pretend like this didn't happen. Even though the Spotify version, I won't be able to, I'm probably not going to cut it. So this will all be in here and people can listen Okay. Um, to our scheming, but we can f lie to the people with a quick cut on, yeah. the, on the video. Just version. go. Just Ready? go. Yeah. So you and Ian Infinity, Infinity, did yeah. you guys have a friendly rivalry um, uh, on the team? Because you guys were both, you know. Yeah, well, we had shakers. like, we had pretty, we had a pretty, well, in my opinion, we had like a pretty good rivalry. We'd always face off at like dual meets and big tens. 
he kind of did really well at NCs, but like in those races, uh, not so much, but for me, but um, yeah, he, uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't even say we had a rivalry. We were just trying to help each other. Like um, Ian is a really nice guy and it's too bad that he's not so anymore. Hopefully he comes back sometime soon. Cause um, it was really cool getting to learn from another breaststroker of that caliber. Um, and he was always trying to help me. Like it definitely showed me what I should be like uh, to like help out other people. Um, he was just so open with like all of his knowledge and, um, feedback and everything. Like he had no personal stake in it. And so I was really cool. So I would say, no, we had no rivalry. It was just kind of like all <laughs> learning and just being right. there for each other. Uh, like a mentor figure, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Like definitely like in the breaststroke mindset, like, like, uh, whenever I needed help with my, f- like the way I felt or something, like he would help me out with that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's. Wow, that's yeah. super nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, less of a rivalry than yeah. Uh, it's like it was. It was made up to be. It's kind of crazy because like the Indian, uh, I would say like the Indiana guys. I was like some of the most close with like him and like Zach Apple, Muhammad Sami, and like Zane were all like really really nice and like um, Michigan kind of brainwashes you to think everybody who's not wearing mm-hmm. maize and blue is is evil. No which, red on the which is sometimes true, but not all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, your mentoring role, you know yesterday we had a hard set and I was dying and I just wasn't, you know, in the right mindset, but Tommy was constantly, you know, telling me, picking out points for me to work on. Uh, And uh, you know, that's a role I appreciate because yeah, no, I appreciate it because there's not a lot of, like you said, when people are gone here, especially in the sprint group, there's not a lot of older swimmers. There's Eric's there um, who helps out as well with the morale. I'll say he's number one for morale, (laughs) but um, it was very, it's, it's, we all benefit from having the pro group there to set the tone of training one and two, yeah. Helping us out with those little details in our strokes. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm happy to help. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Well, Tommy, we've been going for close to 46 minutes. Can can you believe that? Uh, no. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. What do you think? I got all dressed up. I slicked my hair back. I got a suit on for you. I, I, it's too bad. I have these big headphones in cause I put in an earring. Oh, wow. We'll get a zoom up on that. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, I'm going to figure out a way to... It's difficult because this room has such an echo that is annoying. It didn't have an echo when all of Spencer's stuff was in here. But as soon as it goes out, there's a big echo. And I was going to put speakers on so we can see what the volume is there. But then I was getting an echo. And uh, you need those, a work fun, in progress. those foam things all over the wall. Yeah, I do. And I need to decorate the wall more. Right now, it is a blank wall with one poster. Who is that? that John Fogarty? Good guess. It is a John. It's uh, John Entwistle. John Cougar Mellencamp. Uh, any other Johns? Um, John Wall. He's a basketball player. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Houston Rockets. Um. Yeah, no, this is John Entwistle of The Who. He's the bass player oh, okay. of The Who, my favorite band. Yeah. Um, it's just a cool photo. He just... Who are you? Who, 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 who? Yeah. That's right. He wrote... Do you know the song Boris the Spider? No. <laughs> I know. That's, uh, that's nobody's a, a Who fan, but this is for me. for me. This is for me. And uh, just cool. A man with his bass and a cigarette just dangling out of his mouth. Smoking is Take not cool, to, No, it's not cool. But he died the most rock and roll way. Lung cancer? They were touring. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure that played a role, but no, in 2002, this is a fun fact, he was going on a tour again the year I was born. Um, you were born in 2002? Yeah. Can you believe that? Sheesh. Did you think you'd be having an interview with someone from 2002? Me, Juan, and Hugo. I strive to not talk to anyone from 2000 or later. <laughs> oh, well, you're breaking your one rule. Well, it, it's weird because I'm living with people who you know are making like 90s you know, oh, only 90s kids. And I'm like, three years Those late. Those guys are barely 90s. They're 90s. Yeah, well, Eric, the, he he's big on, oh, only 90s kids can. You're barely there. Come on. Him and Gus last year, because they're around the same age. But he died um, uh, touring, and he died the first show in bed with uh, hookers, and he died of <laughs> cocaine, um, something. His heart stopped or something. I was going to guess that, actually. That was, Really? <laughs> Hookers yeah. and blow. That's how he went out, That's and just a great way. way. He wanted to go out that way. He has a song. Yeah, he's a good guy for that. Better <laughs> yeah, to burn what a out. nice guy. Hey, better to burn, burn out than, than fade, to fade away. away. Neil Young, Canadian. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, what's well, also Neil Young? I think said it first. 
don't think so. It'll be Hey, Hey, My, My. Maybe. I'm going to put that song hey, in there. I don't know. Hey, My, My. my. Okay. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah. So, but also Kurt Cobain. I've seen that um, poster. I'm a big Nirvana fan. Are you? Yeah. I mean. You are? Yeah. Really? We discussed about in our spare time Foo Fighters and how I didn't prepare that game for us, but we could do it next time you're on the show. Foo Fighter who or not are Foo the, Yeah, Foo Fighter or not Foo Fighter. It was a game we were going to play where, because um, the Foo Fighters sell out. They weren't the number one touring band. I lied. They were one of the top rock touring bands mm. uh, out there right now, but literally only everyone only knows like Dave Grohl, the drummer, what they look yeah. like, and then the rest are just normal guys. They added a keyboard guy. But how many, you know, My Hero or any of those songs? Where's the keyboard? What does that guy do on stage? I, he just stands oh, there. The only and, song that I know by the Foo Fighters, I think that I like can recall right now is This Is A Call. Oh, yeah. I know that one. That's well, an older song. That is older. You know, I was I only know I'm such a poser ever long and all those. I don't kind know of that like, song. Really? Those no. are like their, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sing it uh, for it's everyone. Okay. All right. Next but question. I, all right. Well. I think we are sadly done. Oh, okay. But because that was my failed attempt at trying to wrap it up, bringing up John and Whistle. But I appreciate it. I hope you liked uh, coming on the show. Yeah. We'll end with uh, that song again. I hope to have you on again, and we can talk about how. Uh, oh yeah, do you want to talk about your uh, shirt tier? Tier. tier. Right. What the fuck side is it? That side. Tier. It's on the other side. Tier. Tier. Everyone support tier. Do you have any plugs you want to talk about? Like any. Anything your Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, anything you want to plug? Get some followers from my 50 subscribers. Mm, you can follow me on Instagram, I underscore am underscore boost. Yeah. I, yes. It's a good follow. There's some good comments for me. In, uh, I, I post ones. every once a year. So, so There will be some good DC ones. Well, they, you yeah. got to get that new photo <laughs> for I'm going to have to post pictures. Yeah. All yes. right. Thank you. Here's the song. What? That's not from me. That's from the... Pr I'm not going to show the camera what that is. Oh, hold up. It's moldy bread in here, right, too. Song. I got to take out the trash. Yeah, you do. All right, but we're ending it here. Again, I'd like to thank Tommy Cope. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Snapchat. Thank you very much for watching James Abuke Show. Like, subscribe, hit the bell. We'll have another episode next week. Our guest is Greg Hill. Who's that? Uh, you know, super famous gear. He was on Men's Health Magazine. One of the top skiers in the world. Set some world records, you know. But I, we'll get into who he is. He was also my neighbor back home. That's how I got the inside connects. This is the song. It's Tommy's song. This is your personal song. Tommy's song. For your own interview. I made this just for you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm super sweaty. We had a good interview. I love it. We're ending it soon. Dancing time. All right. Thank you. All right.